right, good day, good day, everyone. Welcome to the front porch. We are about to turn the lights on, and I am excited to be here with my brothers once again. But first and foremost, let's just give a a, a shout out, if you will, to the Anchor, who is allowing us an opportunity to provide our web uh, our podcast here um, at the front porch. If you are looking to do a podcast and you're looking for someone to host that podcast, Anchor is definitely the way that you want to go. And so thanks again, Anchor, for allowing us an opportunity to host and distribute our podcast. All righty. So today we are going to talk about, uh, actually, we're going to continue our conversation on community moral standards. And today uh, we're going to take our conversation just a little further down the road, if you will. In other words, we're going to kick the can down the road a little bit. And so let's set it up today. So one of the things, fellas, that I want to be able to, um, to, to, to investigate a little more, dig into a little more, is the, the moral standard or the individualism to uh, how we have become in our society versus how the community as a collective used to um, uh, act and move towards um, the same um, moral standards and the same um, uh, beliefs and practices. So, of course, I'm going to keep this to um, Nick. I'm going to ask Nick if you kind of give us what you think as a individual standard um, of individualism versus what we used to practice collectively as a community, how that has played um, out and how it is playing out in our uh, modern day society. Can you, get a, can you give us, can you give us a, um, uh, your version of what, what's going on right now? Yes, yes. First, let me say, man, how you brothers doing? It's good to be back with you. Hope all is well with everyone. Um, yes, it, in our community, uh, you know, I would say we we have. It's a, in this a personal opinion. You could you could agree or disagree. We have uh, um, slid away from a group method of moral values. Uh, I'm hearing more of a. If it makes sense to me, and it makes me feel good, then it's for me, and I'm not worried about nobody what no one else thinks. Uh, you know, people said now worrying about what other people think uh, causes them to feel bad, if that if that makes sense. So, in the community, you you, you got this thing called uh, you know group thinking, group thinking, and and as we was we was talking about before, um, thinking as a as a group, you know, certain things we did in the community that you automatically did based off how, how we was raised in the community. And we was talking about um, funeral processions. When, a, when a, a funeral procession come by, how we pulled over, showed respect for the family passing by. Now people, you know, they keep going, they try to run through, you know, try to speed up, try to get in front of that, you know, without, there's no respect, there's community morals, there's no, no group thinking. Um, it is more of, uh, let me get where I'm going instead of let me stop and show this family some respect for what they're going through. So, uh, so let me jump in here and I'm going to actually pull in Greg here because I think one of the things that we have 
uh, all recognize to some degree is the, the gift that Greg has had of, of being at the feet of his elders. Um, Greg, can you kind of share some level of perspective of what you've learned from the elders of being able to sit at their feet as far as um, the community moral standards and having that level of uh, uh, moral st um, stability and that framework that no one makes it in the community unless everyone makes it in the community. Yeah, um, I, 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 to, to, it's, and, not, and not to be so, um, well, I'm just gonna say it. The problem is the society right now, we, we're all about, about me. What, what, it's about what, what I need to do to make it. And uh, the things that, that Nick said about the funeral procession and, 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 and he also mentioned, and you know, maybe he didn't mention in the recording, but we also mentioned the fact that, you know, how you, when you ride by the church, what you do. Uh, I think the, the problem with our community, uh, we have lost that reverence for God. Um, part of it is because we all have our own, um, I don't know if religion is the right word, but we have our own, oh, I know the new word. We have our own spirituality. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. Because everybody, not no, everybody, you know, they're no longer religious. They're spiritual, and we all have our own spirit spirituality. So we have lost that reverence for God and our community. The black community was built on wow. It was built on our reverence for God, and so the farther we get away from that. The, the, the more other things starts to creep in. Right now we are, the society is a selfish society. And if we don't have our foundation laid, it allows those things to creep in. And I think that's part of where we are right now. Those things are creeping into to our community. Um, the elders, they all, whether they were 100% right, uh, living right, they, they still had that reverence for God. And I think right now with us, um, with our own spiritualities, there's that reverence is not there anymore. So, you know, with that reverence not being there, we have different things that you, your, what your foundation is, and, and I'm using this hypothetical, Nick, what your foundation is is not my foundation. What Ronnie's foundation is is not, not my foundation. So it, it allows us to go into different directions. And so that allows us to, to stop having this group thinking is now individualized. So when I, when I, I, I'm actually liking the word there that you utilized, Greg, which was reverence. And so of course, I'm gonna go to my theologian here, um, Warren. When, when, when a lot of conversations that we have um, we, we, we tend to move away from the reverence of what God actually is for us. <clears throat> so as a theologian, when you look throughout the scriptures and you're looking through um, the, the interpretations that God has, has revealed to you, I think one of the things that even the conversation we were having last night um, was the, the revelation that God reveals unto us. When you hear the reverence of God and his word and his presence. 
what does that mean from a scriptural perspective and what revelation have you been able to um, hear God speak in these last couple of days or weeks when it comes to the community moral standards and reverencing God? Well, I, um, I believe that was what we are experiencing now, what we have experienced is um, it's been like a uh, perfect storm of the things that would drive us away from each other. Uh, I believe when God created man, he created man to be in a community. As a matter of fact, when Adam was by himself, the Lord said, what's not good, you know, uh, the Lord meant for man to procreate, and so he created him a female, but that was, that was going to bring along a family, so he meant for him to be in a community. So we are social people, and so when we do, uh, you know, when we go all by ourselves, for one, it's not good. I mean, um, studies have shown that, but uh, as well, uh, if we can't go off by ourselves and thrive and prosper like we will want to, then what make us think that we can do things um, as long as it satisfies me, me, myself, and I, because and, that puts you out there by yourself again. You're not having a community as you, you know, in your forethought. Because as the community prosper, I prosper. As the community moves on, I move on. You know, we all know about church. We know that uh, the, the church moves and it thrives off of the input of every individual that's a member, that's a part of that church. That's how it moves, okay? Uh, it don't move because one person, uh, you know, is doing it all. Because what happened, that person ended up getting burned out and, and up dying early, you know. Uh, so God created us to be a community, and we've got to find our way back to a community. So, you know, Nick, when, when I hear, you know, community moral standards, and I think about the the journey that we continue to talk about our lives um, and how we grew up. Um, a lot of the things that I think, and, and I'll use a term that I use in the book, <clears throat> universal principles. In other words, there has to be a, um, it's not a left or right. In other words, it just, it, it has to be universal enough to be able to fit down inside of uh, any society or any level of um, a way of life. And so, is there a level uh, or a practice within our community that we need to be aware of? And when I say a level of practice, is there something that we used to do as a community that we've gotten away from that has put us as a as a race of people in a in a in a way of harm where we are missing out on the value of that collective moral standard of practice or operation. Is there something that we have, we're missing out on? Um, yes, it is. Uh, I think we could go back to what Greg was saying, uh, God. Uh, and I will try to explain it like this. 
we're living in a time of what we call the information age, right? Where people have access to information, I mean, at the blink of an eye. Now, access to too much information too fast is not good, right? And I think we're finding ourselves, especially as, as I grew, you know, I call us American descendants of slaves, Adolf, the, 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 the black people that went through chattel slavery in this country. We're finding out that a lot of things that was handed to us, given to us, was not true. So we're trying to find our way into some type of truthness. And some of some of us in this in this walk of trying to find our way through truthness, we we left the one thing behind it, and that is God. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to move forward, you know, without the essence of God. No, because if you look back over our history and our, our time here in this country, no matter what you believe, whether you want to use Christianity, whether you want to use voodoo, whether you want to use whatever you want to use, however you want, however you want to believe it, we've we've always, as you used in your book, we've knitted in that breath of God. You see what I'm saying? Like we found a way to keep God at the center of whatever we was going through, even when we couldn't figure out why we was here on this side of the world going through what we was going through. We always had, we believed in God and we carried that with us and it brought us to what we was going through. And I think now the access of so much information has got a lot of people confused and a lot of people individualized thinking, well, I know this and I know that. I believe this and I believe that. No matter what you believe or what you think you know, you still should find a way to knit it into this community so this community can continue to thrive. So it's still, like Greg said, I always go back to the God factor. So, so Warren, um, you know, one of the things that you've, you've had the opportunity to do is... Um, you know, work on your doctorate and and and, and theology and, and and have access to this information <clears throat> that the average church core would not have or be willing to do the necessary research on. Having access to information when it comes to what God has for us, how how are we uh, in some areas missing the true interpretation of what God has for us as a collective community? How are we, what is that? Or, or is it something that we're missing out on the, the community um, collective principles or practices? Uh, right away, what comes to mind is when the people was building the uh, Tower of Babel, or some people say Babel, they were building that tower and the Lord said, behold, the people are one. And whatever they set their minds to do or hard to do, they'll be able to do it. And God himself said, we won't be able to stop them. Now, that just shows you the power of a oneness. Now, if people could come together and do something ungodly, if you will, and be that strong, just imagine what 
the community could be. And let's, let's go back, okay? When we were coming up, communities were more godly. We had, if we were not, everybody wasn't church going, we at least had a God consciousness. Everybody was conscious of God. Nobody played with them. Nobody disrespect them like Nick said, you go past church, you turn your, your meter down. Funeral come, you turn your meter down. You know, every we you didn't play with God. You said your blessings before you ate. You said your prayers before you went to bed. That's the way we were raised. And so the thing is, is uh, uh, to get back to what you were saying, is that what we have missed is what we could be doing as a oneness. You know, of course, People have, we, when we talk about more, we talk about values, and, and let's bring in more value. This is where we seem to go astray. Everybody feel like that they can do what they want to do. And what, what comes to mind then is when the children of Israel, when the judges were, were, were going off the scene, the Bible say every man done what was right in his own eyes. Well, we see what that done, you know what I'm saying? And just imagine what would happen today if everybody done what was right in their own eyes. So we see that that don't work. See, sometimes that's why I say we need to come back. We need to find our way back to being able to support one another, be a oneness and realize everything ain't right. Everything ain't true. And be able to accept the fact when somebody call you out and tell you that's not right that goes against the community. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and one, one, one of these times, I hope we, we could talk about some of, some of the things that actually go against, we're gonna offend some people. Some things that go against the community that a lot of people say is all right to do. So, so I think one of the um, advantages that, um, Greg, that you point out um, from the from us is having the ability to grow up in a two parent household, and the 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 have your father, um, you know, take the role of provider and being there in the household, um, where none of the uh, none of us others have we don't have that uh, experience um, consistently. So from from your perspective, growing up in a two-parent home, um, can you talk about or share something that, how do I want to put it, that, that would say that your family connected to that moral standard, that moral community value of, uh, of sharing with you and your sibling, your sister, um, how uh, this is what we're going to do because we value the community um, going forward. Am I making sense when I'm asking this particular question? I think so. Um, okay. Uh, I, I can say this: being in a in a two-parent home, what you know, one thing, and there's this power to having a male in the house. There's, 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 you know, we all, we all grew up with structure, you know, and not to say that, you know, our parents, our mothers can't give us, you know, having structure rules in our house, 
but there's power to having that male there that says, this is what we go do. And, and this is how it's gonna be done. Now, a lot of times, man, I could, at least I thought that I, I could convince mom, you know, this this is what happened. This is this is how how, how it happened. So it, it, it's not like you say, mom. But when dad came home, well, I don't want to hear that nonsense. The bottom line is this: <laughs> you go do this. I don't care what happened there. You go do this. Mom gave me some compassion and said, "Well, maybe I understand how how you." You went, went astray. But dad said, ain't no going astray. This is what we do. This is how it's going to be here. This is what you're going to do. You don't do that at so-and-so's house. You don't do that to Miss So-and-so. You don't say that to so -and -so, you know, Mr. So-and-so. You know, I don't care what they say to you. If you got a problem, you know, and, and so I think that's, we, we, God put us here and he said though, you know, we, I think, and, and one of you said it about us, I think Warren said it about us trying to find our, our own, I guess, and it may not, I may not be saying exactly what you said, our own rightness or whatever it may be. We, we tend to allow some things to go lacking. And with that male presence there, with God in our life, there's no room, there's no room for error, so to speak. When, when I say error, I don't mean we no room for us to make mistakes but there are ground rules there that we have to uh, line up with. And having my dad there, I had to um, stay within the ground rules. And I think that's part of why we as community with, we talking about how the system was set up, it benefited, um, a black family not to have a man in the home because you know you could get assistance from the government and so by that being being said it it, it allowed we didn't have that that firm a firm ground rule that that i couldn't sway from not that mom don't have them not that uh you know some moms had to step up and make sure that they you know that that, that it was there they they they, they, I'm not gonna say they can be mother and father because there's, there's no way they can do that. But they had to try to fill in that role, you know, set that, that role as best as they could for the man, you know. So with with, with having a two parent and God God knows what He's doing. Uh, he when He said that you know there should be two parents in the home, you know, it should be. He, 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 there's God God don't do things or, or set things just for as experiments. <laughs> He's not God. If it work, it don't work. But what happened is this system has allowed us to stray from our godly foundations. But I'm going to say this, you know, and it may be a little bit not with the question you asked, but it's on topic. Uh, part of our issue is we don't trust each other anymore. We don't trust one another because we said earlier, it's, it's about us, it's about self. So I don't trust you enough to say that you got um, the right, you got my, you got the right intentions for me. Uh, when we all, when all we had was each other, we know we had to depend on each other. And I'm gonna use me, for example, my community, 
I done been in you guys' home, and let, let, let's say let, let's let's say the last six months or last three months. I done been in you guys' homes more than I done been in my neighbors' next door homes. If you follow what I'm saying, people that live next door, do we conversate? Do we speak? Yeah, but to sit out in their house or, or break bread, you follow what I'm saying? It's it's just not there anymore, and it used to be there. You know, Warren, you mentioned last night when we was together about. You know, if you was over the neighbor's house and you did something wrong, they put it on you and sent you home. She called called over the tone and then you got put on again. It's not it's not that anymore. We don't have that. And that's where we we don't or maybe we feel we don't really need each other anymore. You know, maybe I have arrived enough to where I don't need my neighbor next door. Or maybe I'm better than my neighbor next door. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, uh, that that I can't trust them enough to put my well-beings in their hands, so to speak. So, so when when I hear you talk, Greg, I, I definitely want to shift this to Nick. And I think Nick, one of the things that I, I keep hearing um, as as you share your life story with us, um, although you may not have had the consistency of the father in your home. Um, there have been individuals who have spoke into your life. Uh, I think one of the stories that you share with us is um, when you were in the Navy and, um, you know, you had an older gentleman pull you to the side. Um, I'm pretty sure that there were, um, you know, you talked about your uncle. Um, so can you can you talk about having that that generation prior to us or prior to a generation, being able to speak into that generation that's coming up and the, the moral, the community moral standards that needs to be passed down from one generation to the next. Yes, yes. Um, and it, 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 I'm, I'm glad you led with that. I'm, I'm a re can I read something right quick from a, from a book uh, called Ponder on This? This is an old book. Uh, it is, it's, it's, and and I, I sent this out to my brothers and sisters, my my biological brothers and sisters, uh, some years ago as we was trying to put together, build a family unit that we kind of never had under one roof with our kids, our children, uh, and and this says each age must build in the product and triumphs of its period, and abstract. The assertions, I'm sorry. Yeah, the assertions of the past that would dim and blur the outline. Above all, to each generation is given the joy and demonstrating the strength of the old foundations and the opportunity to build upon these foundations a structure that will meet the needs of the inner evolving life. Reading, reading that, and I'll, I, I always go back over it. One of the reasons our moral values have slipped is because we have not done that. And the generation before us did not do that. We didn't take the old ways and show the new generations the joy of what we had in the past, right? 
we gave them the opportunity to say, well, this worked back then, it may not work now, figure out what works for you. And I think that has caused us a tremendous loss. Um, the men and the people that have, not just men, the men and women that have, that have spoken to me in my life that's kind of guided me, you know, whether they knew it or not, were operating in this fashion. And I found it in spots, not as a, as a whole group, but as just been, like you say, Ronnie, individuals. Um, and I've tried to do that. You know, I've, I've looked back over my life and I tried to do those things that they've done for me. Um, even though some of us, I think, haven't had the mother and father figure continuous in our life, I think if we look, some of us, if we look back over, we can find individuals that has done something positive in our life. But our quest, and I think one of the missions we're on is, once again, how do we get out of that individuality? How do we get this back to a group thing? You know, uh, because the individual, the individual things left a gap. In other words, in between that man in the, that, that man in the military that helped me and my uncle, there was a gap where there was room for me to have mishaps, go astray, be misled. Uh, so I just, I, I think we have what you call, what they call uh, uh, corner pockets of what we're talking about, but as a group, it's just not there. Uh, but, and I'm trying, and I hope I'm answering your question. Am I answering your question? I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, every, everyone in our, in, in our community is, is not as lucky as I am. So I have to, I have to put that out there, you know. Everyone doesn't, hasn't gotten what I've got. So I think just reading that, 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 that verse I just read to you guys, for me, that, that summarizes the question that you asked me. And it's just, it's just odd that you asked that question at that time. That, you know, and, I, and I'm going to say, matter of fact, I'm going to send that to each one of you guys. Good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, so when I, when I hear um, Nick talk, Warren, um, of course, um, the scripture that comes to mind is that the, the scripture says that um, the old because they know the way and the young because they are strong. I think one of the things as, as Nick was talking about that, that foundation of, of, of moral standards, that, that, that level of righteousness, that reverence of God and that reverence of, of, of doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. How do we get to, from the, from the, scriptural perspective from the biblical perspective of of moving our community forward within the word of god so that not that god is lost but our respect for god is not lost and our our the thing that we need for him 
to do within our lives to give us revelation and wisdom and guidance. How do we share that with with the generation um, that's that's behind us that may or may not have been shared with us? And if it was, it may have been in in, in silos. It wasn't uh, a collective group of um, shared knowledge. So how do we share that with the generation that we have um, we have responsibility for our children, our grandchildren. You know, I think uh, one of first and foremost is one thing the Apostle Paul, when he would write, he would, especially to the uh, Roman church, he uh, asked that they would mind the same thing, that they would, uh, you know, uh, be with one accord, mind the same thing, have the same purpose at heart we have put a pseudo purpose at the forefront and we say it's love. First of all, we say God loves everybody. And so God understands, okay? So everything is now acceptable because God loves me. That's a pseudo, you know, that's not real uh, because we've added stuff to it. We've uh, made it corrupt. It's not what it should be. Um, our coming together, it is a manufactured oneness, uh, in my opinion. It's a one, it's a lot of it. It's a manufactured, uh, you know, and especially when you say, I love you because the Bible tells me I have to, uh, you know, or something, something along that line. That's manufactured. When people get up in front of the church, and now we don't, let me talk church first. You get up in front of the church and you, you know, you got to sing your song so you can be heard. And Brother Gregory was talking last night about ministers getting in the pulpit flexing, you know. <laughs> and you are so right about that. People get up and they just want to show people what they can do. You know what I'm saying? And so when they sing, they can't just sing a song and let the Lord use them. They got to go do all these runs and stuff. That speaks to our individuality. We're not minding the same thing because when we come together as a church, our thing is to glorify God. Well, as a community, we got to have one purpose in mind and that should be to strengthen the community, right? It should. I should not be robbing you, stealing from you. I should not be corrupting your children in any kind of way, short form or fashion. You should be able to trust your children over my house and in my care. Because you know that I have the same mindset that you have, you know what I'm saying? Our upbringing might have been different, but we have one purpose in mind, and that is to strengthen the community. So I think we have to first get back to our purpose and throw out the pseudo stuff, the stuff that we've added and say that this is God, this is, and, 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 I'm, and I'm using this as, uh, as an analogy, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. No, it's not, let's get, let's get the real God. <laughs> let's get what's real and stick with it and throw out the pseudo stuff. It's stuff, and see, uh, I'm gonna tell you, one thing about the pseudo stuff, it, it, you can poke holes in it. If you look at it close enough, you'll see you can poke holes in it. You know, And I think we need to be able or be willing to be challenged. When, when somebody tell us that we're wrong. Somebody tell us that the way we see things, it's not right. You know what I'm saying? And stop saying, well, that's just me. Well, that speaks to your selfishness. 
that's what it speaks to, <laughs> you know. So, but but I got a question for you, Warren. It when how do how do we how do we, I guess, convince one another when when I when I feel that this is my truth, as they're saying, everyone has their own truth. And how do, when I believe my truth is my truth, how do we get us on the same page? How do we get, uh, 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 if I'm in error, you know, how, how, do, how, do, how do you get, because a lot of times I got my error from someone that I admire, because like Nick said, there's so much information out here now, you know, and, and he said, you know, what Nick said was too much information it's not good. And I'm gonna add on too much bad information. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> you know, because we have a lot of bad information out there. So how how do how do how do we convince or how would you convince me that where where I'm going is wrong and where 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 where, where I think is right, you know, that, that I'm in error. How do we how do we do that as a community with well, one another? We have to be willing to uh, engage in dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I have the best interest of the community at heart, okay, and that right there is something that we have to come to grips with as well because everybody don't. But when when I do, then I got to be willing to engage in dialogue. And the thing is, man, is that we as brothers, uh, uh, you know. And as members of certain organizations, churches, and whatever else, we need to be willing to challenge each other. Y'all know that we challenge each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not in a bad sense. I'm saying is that we have conversations and we don't mind somebody telling us, oh, brother, I don't know about that. You know, we don't mind it because that sharpens us as a community. That's why we get along like we do, because we allow that to happen. We need that. The thing, Greg, is when selfishness enter in, it's almost impossible. And when that do happen, now the way the church has done it, you know, I'm talking about the early church, when you got to the point to where you, you just wasn't gonna be converted, they, you know, pretty much you got put out the community. I'm just being honest with you. And, and, and I know that's not, there again, that's that pseudo love thing, you know, but it's in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when a person gets to the point where they're just not going to repent, they just don't want to be a part, they're going to do everything to be a problem uh, within the church, Paul said not to keep company with them. So, you know, that's not the pseudo stuff. <laughs> and let's get real, let's get hard, if you will. And the hard part is, if if they're not willing to listen, we got to stop dealing with them. Well, can I can I add something to that? Can I jump in that? Um, Greg asked, "How do we convince?" We convince through proof most of the time, right? Even when we're having our conversations, us we'll we'll have a conversation and and I may bring up something and 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 Warner say well where did you get it from, okay. I would tell him where I got it from and then we would trickle down we would go down back 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 back, and if I can't go back further enough to substantiate what I said, then I have to listen to Warren and say okay well that might not be, 
eh, that might not be quite right. Let me reevaluate that. Now, like you say, I'm, I'm, I'm open enough to do that. And I might get in some trouble for this. Let's look at right now in this day and time in the black in, in our community. Women are put, and not only women, uh, sexual preferences are putting that before our race. Like you can't put sex or gender before your race, your group of people. You see, like, example, I listened to a show last night with my wife, and they was talking about Serena Williams, the greatest athlete of all time. Then one guy said, well, we can't put, she's the greatest female athlete. And the black woman said, no, she's the greatest athlete. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> and then she, she says that if she was a man, she wouldn't have these problems. But I could go, <laughs> I could go in and say, well, it's really not that she's a woman, it's really because she's black, right? Because Maria Shevapovic, or whatever her name is, hasn't won any championship and is worth as much money as Serena Williams is. How do you justify that? You see what I'm saying? That's two women. How is this white woman worth more than Serena Williams? Who has won 23 Grand Slam, major Grand Slam, and this woman has won zero, right? So we're when we're putting things before what we say put the put the cart before the horse, right? So when we're talking about how do we convince someone, we convince them like that. So first of all, if I was having a conversation with that lady, I'd be like, well, prove show me how this woman is worth more than Serena or almost the same as Serena, and they're both women. Substantiate you're saying that if Serena was a man, she'd be doing this, right? That's, that's the whole thing. It's, it's like Warren say, really, it's the dialogue. We got to be able to have the dialogue. Some people are not willing to have a dialogue. They just want to be right, want to get their point across. That's right. And that's it. And, some, and when you realize that, what the scriptures say, you wipe your feet. That's right. And you move on. That's right. Let, let, me, let me ask this. And, and I think that um, for me, this will help me grasp what, what you just said. Nick. I think one of the things that we, we we fail to do or we do um, or we have allowed is to, to have a group of people determine what is valuable or what is the level of standard. You just said it that this this woman who has not won not one grand slam is is valued as at this standard that this other woman who has won and proven herself as an athlete to be able to not only be in the sport as a woman but then prove herself in winning in the sport when when we look at life, we look at what, and we look at the, the community, let me put it this way, bring it back to where we are. When we look at it, what does the community value as the standard? Because I think if, if, if we look at it, especially with us in the African-American community, what is it that we value? And how then do I hold those that are part of this community with me 
to this value that will allow us to get the same respect and outcome that's needed. Well, if you set the value at uh-huh. this at that's bar, then everybody's working towards that. The the value of to, to prove yourself as a good tennis player is to win a grand slam. But if you move that over to a different population of people, they change the value of the value. They're not playing, the value system is on two different levels. If I'm trying to, if I'm making sense. Right. Uh, Let me make sure, let me me see if I I understand what you're saying. And I answer it the way, the, the value, if you take Serena's value in our community, we value her, right? She is the greatest, right? Versus Michael Jordan, he is the greatest. We, the community doesn't try to, to entangle those two together, right? But in our community, when you start sexualizing, which is something that our community, you know, sexuality and patriarchy, people don't got those two things entangled right when you're going to sexualize michael jordan and serena williams first of all we should even be having a conversation about one great who's the greatest athlete we should even have that conversation right sexual sexuality brings one's value down right or so they said that's how they try to that's that's the argument i guess i'm saying they're saying sexuality brings one person's value down but that argument itself is coming from another community. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you is that, is that what we're doing with Ronnie? That's that, you're right because that's what I'm saying. So when yeah. you have a, a, a one community who values uh, um, a person or a, um, a position at their level, and everybody respects it within their community, and then you shift communities. And they say, well, no, no, that that particular value and that particular self-worth or that worth is is meaningless. Then it throws the whole equilibrium or ecosystem off because there's no real set value that's universal. Right. Because one point I'm going to say the sexuality of this issue is the issue. The other I'm going to say is from an academic. The other I'm going to say is from an athletic. And so because there are too many communities setting value standards, as, a, as, as an African-American community, what is our value standard that puts us at a level that we, we not only stick together, but that we have a level of boosting. I, I think it was Greg that said it last night when we were talking about it's it's, it's when the rocket takes off um, from the ground. And Greg, I'm going to probably let you, I'm going to shift this to you so you can really tell the story correctly. But it's how do we get collectively us as a people to be in an atmosphere so that we can orbit to, Greg, I'm gonna let you tell. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, well. Let me let me say this. I, I think to 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 try to answer your question. Um, 
Nick said it. Uh, uh, what we felt that we we no longer have our own standards, our own bar, so to speak. We have let other people set the bar for us. They tell us what what what's important, and we we have, and the reason why our community have became selfish because the other the other community is is a selfish community. You follow what I'm saying? So the more we try to be like them, the more we're going to act like them. The more we try to obtain what they have, that's what we're going to be. If you follow what I'm saying? So no longer does we we accept the fact that all we had was each other that we could if we, we had each other so we could we could rise together it, it is now that i am for me i i i have to bring me and mine up you know and and we do we have to help each we have to help ourselves to help one another but we are no longer reaching back we're just piling on you know i i i got to help myself get out not to help my not to help my community to come up. I gotta get out so I can get with them. And that's where we we lost, uh, that's why our community has lost that, that tight knit, that togetherness, that we can look at each other and say, when, when Nick was saying that we have to be that community, it is it, it's, it's gone into individual. We we're so individualized now that we don't see that we need we don't value each other as much. We don't value the 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 fact that I need you. If you know what I mean, because I'm too busy trying to get me. I'm too busy trying to get what I think is important, and and it, and I and I don't realize that I can get me, but I still need you. I still need you there. You know, because you know that that community that we're trying to strive to be like. If we if we look at it totality, they're not the community that we are. If you follow what I'm saying, because they they will they will help each other up a little bit, but they they also will will, will stab each other in the back. If if you know what I mean, so you know they they help them. They help them not to look like us, to be like us. You know what I'm saying? But they're at one point, you know, at a certain level, they'll they'll, they'll poke each other in the back. So, uh, I I just think that we 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 got to understand that we we truly need each other, that we that we you know for us to obtain where we're trying to go, we we we're not going to really do it individually. Can I um can I can I add to this, Ronnie? Yes, sir. Um, we're, we're having to, to I'm just going to pick it back where said with, with pick it back of what Greg saying is that in our community we're having disagreements and, and I, like I said before we're having disagreements over things that does that when you look at it on a whole when you look at it on on a simple level, it, it it doesn't even make sense. We're just talking, we're talking from when you split take the black community, we're looked at as one, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're gay, whether you're a child, you're still black from everybody else's eyes, right? 
But then you get the black people in our community, they want to have individual arguments, which is another thing that takes, whether it's religion, whether it's education, whether it's entertainment. You know what I told y'all? The, 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 the nine levels of people activity. We have nine different arguments in our community. And, and I ran across them again. That's economics, right? Education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex and gender, and war, right? We're having nine different arguments within our community. That itself makes us separated. For instance, like we talked about the lady, she's having an argument about sexuality, but you won't even discuss that you're not even, even on the same level as the white woman right beside you. So why are you arguing with in ourselves about sexuality? Whether a man is greater than a woman, when you're not even on the same playing field as the white woman beside you. And the black man not even on the same field as the white man beside him. We didn't, we, 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 at one point in time and I, we knew where we stood as a people, right? You know, white people said we knew our place. I won't use that term, but we knew where we stood. We knew what the enemy was and what the enemy was trying to do. Now I think everybody just caping for their own slot. And I'm telling you that I saw this term on the internet and it, it, it I, I don't know I mentioned it, man, it, it cracked me up. Everybody's patting for their butter biscuits. You out to get yours, you want some hot butter biscuits. As long as you get your butter biscuits, you fine. I'm not worried about my community. So we are having discussions about things outside of the community as a whole. When at the end of the day, black man, black woman, black child is all the same. Straight, gay, whatever you want to call it, you still black first. And we got to get back to having those conversations and then setting our moral standards amongst us again, because we used to have them. We got, we got to ref, refurbish those moral standards within our community amongst all of us first. That, that, that's what I want to add to that. So knowing that that, that is definitely a key to the, to the, to the goal how do we accomplish that? Because in a lot of in a lot of ways, um, you just said it. We have nine different arguments, so we're fragmented among ourselves. So how then do we get to the place? Um, let me ask this to Greg. How do we get to the place as a community that we can collectively sit down and come up with the blueprint? that says, this is the way we're going to operate, or this is the way we're going to practice um, our moral standards as a community, as a whole. Uh, you know what, I think, I think if I had that answer, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'll be, I'll, I'll be, uh, I guess on a high level in the community, I guess, I guess for lack of a better word. I, I think what, 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 what our issue is, is with, with, those, with, with those arguments that Nick talked about, the non-different arguments, 
we have to realize which one do do we value the most. If you follow what I'm saying, uh, and, and my 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 thought was, I think what or, or which one divides us the most. Um, and, I, I, and in my opinion, if you guys want to push back, you can. I think that it's more of an economic thing that that divides us the most. I think because we 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 because we want to be economically sound, we want to be you know financially stable that we kick everything else out to get there. If you know what I mean, it, it, we kick all, we, we just kick everything else to the curb to get to that, that economical status to where we're, we're being accepted by those, you know. Once we get to that level, you know, and, and, and that's, that, and that's, and that level we never, obtained because there's always another level. Once we start getting into that mode, you know, there's and enough is never enough, if you know what I mean. So I think economically we're too busy because I can't I can't share with you because I don't have enough to be accepted yet. I don't have enough to 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 fit in or to you know to be a part of. So I can't give you, I can't reach back to help you, brother. You know, not try to get to that level. And to my in my mindset, I never get to that level because I'm always looking at another level that I think is good that has to be the next level. The bar keeps I keep moving the goalposts, so to speak, in, in my mind, instead of saying, I got what I got. And what I got, you got. Let me help you start getting to my level and we can build together. So I, I think the, the, the thing is that on, on those. You know, like Nick said, we have those arguments, but I, I think we have to realize which one divides us the most as a community. And once we realize what divides us the most, I think we can, you know, and and realize that, like Nick said, these arguments that we're having is not really that important anyway, because the collective is the most important thing. You know, it, it's it's where we are as a unit, not where we are where I'm at, you know, and I, and I think once I get there, I can help you. Or once I get there, I'm gonna look out for us. Now, it's gotta be us coming up together. You know, it can't be me getting there, then I say, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm you know, I'm gonna I'm help you. But no, we gotta get there together. And that's the only way that we're going, like Nick said, they look at us together. I don't care where you at on, 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 this, on, this, on this ladder. They still look at us together. <laughs> they look at us as one. And until we realize that we're one, it's going to be that struggle. Right now, I think, you know, if, if, and I guess I can accept pushback on this process that I'm about to ask, add to this conversation. I think one of the things that we have to realize that the majority community um, who will eventually turn into the minority community uh, in the next 25 years or so, um, you know, the way this, the um, statistics reads that by 2040, 2050, um, that the majority community will become the minority community. Um, the, the black and brown community will be the dominant community. But when, when everything that we have experienced in our years of living has been set by the majority community and, and set as a standard of, of um, uh, or the criteria of this is the way 
this is the best way. Um, how do we get back to the place that, and, and I'm gonna shoot this to, to Warren, um, how do we get to the place that we can strategically from a biblical perspective, um, set that standard, not on the majority community, but from the perspective of what the scripture says that we are to, we are to operate as and to operate under. So how I'm do we sorry. get to that place? Well, Bobby back. Yes, sir. So I'll shoot it over to Nick. And how, how do we, when everything that we have um, lived has been set, the stage has been set by the majority, um, community, how do we get to that place that we actually have standards that, that we can? Okay. I will quote uh, Neely Fuller. And if you guys don't know who Neely Fuller is, please look him up. Um, Neely Fuller said, if you do not understand white supremacy and racism, everything else will confuse you. And how do we get back to, is to understand racism and white supremacy, to understand that everything, Greg said he chose economics, right? But when you look at this list, you can't choose none of them because we control none of them. So you can't pick one, it's a totality. It's the whole list, right? How do we get to where we are now we know we got here as a collective. It wasn't a whole collective because they say any revolution, there's only 15% of the people involved in the, in the revolution, the other 85% just come along. Do I have the answer? No. Do I have a suggestion? Yes. And my suggestion is based off, as, as we always do, we always base our answers off research, things we've studied, right? And from studying our history, one thing we have to do is we, we've gotten to the thing where I hear people talking about a leaderless movement. That's virtually impossible. You can't have a leaderless movement. We have to forge a group. We have to forge a leadership. We have to forge a process of leading our people again. Now, do I know how we do that? No, I, I don't know how we do that, but I know that's how we did it. You could use however you want to, however you feel about the pastors in the church throughout time. That was one of the leading groups of our people, right? No matter how you felt about the philosophers in our community, they were one of the leading groups in our community throughout the time. The entertainers were not. See, we have people, you know, we're not looking up at the stars anymore. We're looking straight at the stars now. In other words, we're not looking up at heaven we're looking down here at men. And 
I think that has been one of the tricks of getting us off course, right? So even if we was looking at the pastor, we still was channeling, through, you know what I'm saying, our thing through God. Whether that pastor was wrong or right, we was able to figure that out and hold him accountable, right? We held him accountable, but we still held the position, like they said, hold the presidency. It's not the man, it's the presidency, it's the presidency, the spot. We still held the, 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 the position of a pastor in high prestige, right? The position. If the man failed, the position was still there. God's chain of command. That's how we used it. Now, those are just a few things that I have, how we get back running. I don't have the whole thing. I, I Just a few of my suggestions. But I know that we have to get, look, yeah, we know they shot a lot of our leaders. They killed a lot of our leaders. And that kind of pushed us away from that leadership type thing because they like, look, every leader come up, they putting them down. Some Something's happening to every leader. But that never stopped our people before. Right? Our people would have to walk to the cotton field, on their way to the cotton field, see a black man or a black woman hanging from a tree who tried to get away, who tried to start something like that. Had to pick cotton looking at that body hanging in that tree, but it didn't stop. Right? So what's stopping us now? Right? Yes, I wanted to say this is I think we can learn a lot from it. Uh, Christians, and what I mean by that, I'm talking about studying the history of Christianity. Um, there was a lot of religions that were uh, cross-culture, you know, uh, that was not tied to any particular uh, ethnic group. Uh, but Christianity came along, and uh, it was unique among those that were supposed to be unique, you know. Um, because we only worship one God, we so we had that in common. Nobody could come along and say, I want to worship two God. Well, you're not a Christian anymore. <laughs> you know? uh, the thing about it is that uh, we was always, we've had a oneness. And I think in order for us to get back there, uh, we can't start from the outside in. We got to start from the inside out. And what I mean by that is that we've got to start with that nucleus. We got to start first of all within our families right, within our families. I think um, we can we can talk to our two turn blue in the face, man, but if it's not being said in the homes, because remember we were talking about as we were coming up, you know, how uh, even though our homes were not the same, but we in some kind of way had similar experiences when it came to our parents holding us accountable to doing the right thing. We had similar experiences. Mama didn't play, you know, and, and, and Greg, your daddy didn't play, you know what I'm saying? So you, we, 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 we had similar experiences. So, but can we say that now? Can we say that we have the similar experiences within the households? No. And then if you look at, too, as a people, as a culture, as a community of Black people, we used to, you could go on the West Coast and there may be a little difference in how they do things, but it would be similar to what black people do on the East Coast. If, that, if that's not the case, how can you get a television program, they record it, and you see what look like black people. You know what I'm saying? Similar, they wasn't in your household, you know? They didn't hear your mama say about the in this world, and I take you out. You understand what I'm saying? 
So that was just something common among us, man. You know, and we were talking last night. We was coming up. There's certain things that we just didn't do. And I'm pleased, and I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, but we would hear some things that back in the day, somebody jumping out of a building, some serial killer, something like that. We could say with almost a surety that that wasn't us because we didn't do that type thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can't say that now because that thing that kept us together, we've lost it because we don't. And I think it goes back to the fact that we have walked away from God. God kept us tight and cohesive around a certain nucleus, and that was him. When we start walking away from God, then everybody starts doing different things among black people. I'm not talking about the world. Let's talk about just black. We start walking away from each other and we do now, we do everything, man. We we, we got all this stuff that done crept in and we just don't, uh, Africans don't even consider us all right. Well, you know, because we, we, you know, many of us, we are, you know, probably mixed with other things, but my point is, is that what used to keep us together, we have lost it because I think we've lost, we walked away from God. Well, I totally agree that our, our level of reverence and our level of respect for God has has definitely diminished. And, and I think one of the things, you know, that Nick was talking about is having the answer and being in in position. Um you know, I, I think that we're, we're coming up on a new presidency uh, within our um, within the, the level of democracy, and and so within the African American community, within the Black community, I think one of the things that we have um, have struggled with is the ability to 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 vote and and understand the voting process. And so, what does our community moral standards look like with this new president presidency that's coming into um, that's coming into to, to in the next couple of weeks or so. What does the moral community standard look like? How do we, or do we, get to the place that we can start to mend Ooh. some of the things that has um, happened to us in the last four years? Um, not that they weren't happening before, but they have become more prevalent. Um, does anyone want to try to tackle that? We, we're well, moving into a new presidency. So, can I, go ahead. Can I say this? Go ahead, I yes, sir. It, I think it'll be a huge mistake for us to think that Biden is going to solve our problems. You know what I'm saying? Because the problems we have, they predated Biden. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, I think what we, it, it may give us a better atmosphere to be able to continue to, look for the answer, um, you know, for our healing. But um, for us to look to to, uh, to Biden and, and his administration and say, you know, they didn't do, they didn't do enough for the black people. I think that's a huge mistake. I think I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a jump on Warren's back. I'm gonna ride with that. I don't, I don't think looking towards any presidency could change the state of our being. Now, do I believe in, in, in politics and, and, and can politics work in our favor? Yes, I, I, I think it can. But 
to look for one presidency to change anything? Mm, no, um, I'm a, I'm an advocate of local politics. Uh, I think jumping to the presidency and skipping over the school board is ridiculous. That's just me. Uh, I think looking at the presidency and, and and skipping over the DA nomination is ridiculous, right? That's 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 just me. So no, the presidency. You know, if you ask me, could the school board change? School board member change affect us? I would say yes immediately. But Biden, no, I'm I'm with Warren on that one. So, but Greg, I'm I'm not degree from my brothers, man. Um, we 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 can't expect uh, the presidency. I, 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 we can't expect the government to do it. You know, whether whether it's, who, who's in there. Um, I, th I think Warren said something that 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 I think is prevalent. We have to start inside out. We, we have to learn to govern ourselves, you know, as a community, to to, to get to where we, before we, you know, I'm not gonna say well, well it's we we don't have we're not collective enough yet. Uh, and, and, and that's by design, you know, they designed to conquer, you know, conquer and divide, but we, we, we haven't, we, we don't see the trick of the enemy. Like, like, like we said last night, watch, watch this hand while this hand is doing something else. You know, that's, 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 and we, we're still watching the shiny hand, you know, and what we, we don't understand why that's there. And we, 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 we going for, you know, the laser, you know, how they have a cat looking at the laser and the cat just running around and we still chasing the laser and not paying attention to what they are doing with the other hand. So until we, we understand what is going on um, and start governing ourselves from within ourselves and, and have something to take to the government, like Nick say, politics is important. But I, but I do think that we we have to work within ourselves to be able to do to get to where we need to get to, and and depend on a president presidency or the government to do it. it is I think we it's, it's a it's a grave mistake for us to do that. We're moving into um, a space that we have 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 an opportunity to be in, and where you know we have now. Um, Kamala Harris um, to be in the vice presidency and, um, you know, to, to being a woman of color, um, how does that help with the collective um, upbringing of who we are as a people or does, does her being in the, in, in the vice presidency um, help, Nick. No, it doesn't help because she's not. She's not us. She's Indian and Jamaican. She doesn't have our roots. She doesn't have our lineage. She's a black woman, yes. But see, we got to start distinguishing. Like white people, they're German, they're Italian, they're French. We got to learn to distinguish ours. No shade to the sister. She's just not us. So she has no what they call the kettle in the fire, iron in the fire. So therefore it's not in her interest to move the way we move. That's why she was able to lock up so many black men in California, right? Without, that's why she was able to say, I'm not gonna do nothing specifically for black people. 
because in her world, you got to remember now, she's a Brahmin Indian. A Brahmin Indian, they live through a caste system. So in, in, now, it, until she denounces it, we're the Dalit to her, which meaning we're not even allowed to touch her. Right? Until she denounces it and tell us otherwise. We're the Dalit. We're trash. We're, 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 we're but you know, in the, in the Hindu faith, it comes in four different parts. They added a part. You know, it was the head, the arms, the legs, the feet. I mean, the torso and the feet. They added a part, the Dalit, which where you, you are beneath the feet. So therefore, she would not change nothing or make anything better for us. We can't even think of a thing that she's done in her political career that helped us. So what makes you think she's gonna do something now? And, you know, to, to, to get on, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a little rant right quick, cause picking back about Greg said, look here, man, one thing if we could change, why is the help our community stop playing WAP on the radio? That's just, I want to say that, go ahead. So, <laughs> that'll help, get that out the kid's head, going to school in the morning, listen to WAP, but that's just me. But go back to, Come brother Greg. I'm, 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 I don't even know if this is a pushback, but I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this. Having her there is the same as having Obama there. It's, and, and, and I'm gonna say this: it's window dressing. If you know what I'm saying, if if you follow what I'm saying, it, it's, it's kind of. Does it does it help us as a community? No, but it, it kind of help us to. I almost say, and, and, and I might be wrong, and you guys let me know. A little acceptance, so to speak. If 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 you, we have seen uh, a man of color in the office. We're now going to see a woman of color into the office. So now that the next person that comes along, and and they're us. It won't be such a shock. They don't have to, the, the, that robe has been, so to speak, sort of paved. And, and I, I'm speaking loosely, you know, it's sort of paved at the fact that it, it can be accepted that someone that doesn't look like them sit in those places, if you know what I'm saying. So, and and that way, and I think that's, that. then that way it, it kind of helps. Now, does it advance us? Uh, I can't say it does, but I'm saying it, it, it allows one of us when we get there that it's not such a shock that we're there, if, if, if you see what I'm saying. So, so again, with the, the majority community have, who have made the, um, the rules of acceptance, um, and, and, I, and I'm willing to, to to hear the pushback on this there has always been the allowance if you will of again what they deem to be acceptable into their world but not a collective group so when we look at this process of having a person of color as uh, the Barack Obama and having 
a person of color, um, uh, Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris, will we, and I know I'm gonna get Nick right off the bat, so go ahead, Nick, after this, I say this, will we within our lifetime see that there'll be two persons of color or um, descendants of slaves in the office of the presidency or, um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it right there. So will we ever see a male and a female? Well, you, I wasn't, you know, I, I never used the term, never. <laughs> uh, but a descendant of a slave, Ooh, that, I don't think that'll happen. I think what they use is, look up the law of 44. Uh, the law of 44 is the, is, is the law of, uh, they call it the mirror reflex reality, where I hold something up in front of you. I put you in front of a mirror, you see something that looks like you, but it's a perfect tool for deception, but it's not you, right? It, 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 You can't figure out, you can't, it, it allows you not, you can't figure out the strategy of what they're doing. So they're holding up Barack Obama, they're holding up Kamala Harris in front of us. They reflect us because they're skin tone, but they're not us. That's, the, that's, that's one of the greatest deceptions. You know, it seduces the people in an illusion to think that we're being helped, we're being put forward, but we're really not. Because all you have to do, what, what I always say, all you got to do is, is look at the results, right? You know, they said more black people, black men were murdered in the streets, hung, lynched, whatever, during Barack's pre presidency than almost during the Jim Crow era as a backlash. So, no, I don't think we will, not no descendants of slaves. We've got to remember now, we were brought here to be the bottom of this country. We was bought, brought here to be the bottom, to be the econ, built the foundation where economics were built off this country. Matter of fact, not only this country, but Western civilization. Because we got to remember that the cotton we picked created the, the Western Industrial Revolution. That's Great Britain, France, and all of them, that's everybody. The cotton from American South built the Western Hemisphere economy. So you think they want to put someone with that slave blood in their office? The White House? Ah, I don't, I don't think so, bro. I'll leave it at that. So let's, let's bring it a little closer to the house uh, here within our community. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been in our, um, this, this particular city, um, for about 26, 27 years now. And um, I have yet to see within the office of mayor, a uh, an African-American male or female mayor within our city. Um, just down the road a little bit, um, there has been an African-American female uh, in the city of Chester uh, Mayor Stringfellow, who has uh, been in office um, quite a while. 
why don't we see within our community just 30 miles up the road from, from that city, which is a lot smaller and to some degree, depending on who you talk to, um, a, a whole lot different in their mindset, willing to allow or willing to accept into that small city an African-American female into office of the mayor. And we here not have an African-American male or female um, within I can answer, our- I, I can answer that quick. That's money. Rock Hill, York County making so much money. You think they're gonna get, listen, man, follow the money. Now, this is an old saying, and some people might think it's true. Whenever they put a black person in charge, most nine times out of 10, that place that where they put them in charge is going downhill. Let's look at Chester economically, right? It's, 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 it's economically, it's not, it's coming back. So when it comes back, when, when, when it gets back to an economical level, well, let's see if she still be in office then, right? But Rock Hill, Fort Mill, York County area, Lancaster County area, you know, you don't see, I, I have not seen the last thing, I, I think the last one that we've seen, and I might not be correct, but Marion Barry, because the mayor controls the city's money, right? Right. So I think that the last prophet, eh, I might be, I'm not looking at that, but the, that I can remember off the top of my head was Marion Barry in Washington, D.C. And how he moved that city. And uh, we saw what happened to that brother, but I, it's the money, Ron. It's the money. That's why you haven't seen one. Rock Hill right now is booming. York County is booming. You saw what happened. Who was a uh, uh, bump, rap bump? You saw what, when he was running for mayor. We know how that went. They literally said, no, we're not having it. We're going to do a recount. You don't, the man won. <laughs> But, uh, and they's like, nope, we're not doing it. Recount. And they reset <laughs> and gave it to the other guy. So that, it's, it's the money, bro. So then how does that affect the moral standard of our community and, and being able to know that, that, again, the rules and what's valued and what's considered worthy can be changed at if I don't deem that that's worthy or that's valuable, then I'm gonna change the rules. So how do you move from that or move within that? We only have one example that I could think of on top of my head. That, like I said, it's a Montgomery boycott, Montgomery bus boycott, right? Until we collectively, you know, you have to collectively hit one person, hit them in their pocket somewhere. Cause that's the only thing they, under, what they say, they only, stand two, only understand two things, that's money and death. So, we collectively have to make an economic move. I and I don't know how we do that, but go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually benefit them in the long run. Because some people, because of the reliance they had on the bus to get back and forth to work. And then, so what the people done who was organizing, they created a uh, carpool to be able to get people back and forth to work. So it would actually have to take some people who are willing you know, if we're going to go this route, 
we know that there's going to be some kickback, but we got to look, you know, already, you've got to expect the kickback and already have something for that. Um, but it cannot continue to be business as usual, especially if we feel like something was arrived, that something wasn't done correctly, something was done underhandedly. Um, we definitely have to kick back on it, but we have to be of one mind, one accord in order to do that. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah. your brain on you, bro. Yeah, well, you know, it's and this is the town that I was I was raised in. You know what I'm saying? So in my lifetime that I can remember, we only had two that I that I remember. Um, and I and I've been here 54 years. Um, it was it was um, it was my brother at Freedom Temple um, that, that ran. And 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 like and, and the one that Nick bump Roddy, and and I agree with him. It's 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 the money thing. Um, they 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 don't trust us to to deal with their money. It's it's a collective group here in this town that that run things. Um, and the fact that we're we're not involved enough to know, we we're not involved enough. We're not at enough city council meetings. We're not at enough to to know exactly what's going on. Uh, to, to say that you know we 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 can do this, and, and a lot of those that that run are not from here. They moved in, you know. They they from out of town, you know. They they moved in, and so what is going to happen? And you guys said it. We we have to um, we have to be collected. But but for for us to do that, and you're talking about that that boss boycott, they were willing to sacrifice. You know, we got to be willing to sacrifice something. You know, and, and let's think about this right now. If one of the one of the major um, players in this in this town is Caporio, yes, sir, it's Caporio. It, 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 I say one of it's probably the major player yeah. in this town. So, are we willing to go without this internet? You follow what I'm saying? How how are we gonna do this podcast? <laughs> If you follow what I'm saying, so are, are we willing as a people to sacrifice those things which have made us comfortable? You know, those those things that have made us can can I give up my cable TV for my community? You follow what I'm saying? So yeah, they they have a major play in this town, and they 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 you know, and and that's just one. So, but you have those. Oh, that, that that the groups are here that have that have that that play that 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 that, that what I'm gonna call shakers and movers that that that, that guides and direct where we're going, and if if I'm not a part of that, you know, entity, then they don't trust me enough to come because they can't control me. They don't feel they can control, and and the fact that happened with with bumping and 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 uh, and, and and uh pastor. Why am I forgetting this? Bishop Crump. Bishop Crump. Bishop Crump. So with, with with those two, those are two people that they couldn't control, and, and they knew that, and so that they weren't going allow. Now, if, if we have one, it's probably an outsider that thinks like them. <laughs> you know, if we have one, anytime yeah. soon, it will be an outsider that thinks like them. Yeah, that's the way they operate. The mirror. Right. Right. And so those those two that ran that that, that those two wouldn't 
you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, they, they wouldn't operate like them. So, um, and, and I just think we, and I don't know, it's just the fact that we're from the South, but we just roll with it. When that happens with, with, uh, with Bump, we roll with it, man. We just, we just let it flow, you know. That's well, I, we, and, the, and uh, let me say this, we rolled with it, but my thing was, how did, and I'm, I'm just asking a question. How did Crump and, and Bump build their movement? You know, if 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 you're building a movement, you and you and you know that there's going to be you you should have known if you're from Rock Hill, you should have known there was going to be something in the bushes, right? And I think our people, I think that's where the people we have to collectively pick a person and put that person forward so that we could cover all avenues. I don't think a person can step, should step, be able to step out on their own and say, I'm running, right? And the people just have to jump behind and support. See, I don't, I don't, cause therefore you didn't, you didn't, I don't know, cause I don't know Crump. I know Bump a little briefly. I know them, I know them to be good people. I don't know, I'm not saying nothing bad about them. I'm saying that you shouldn't just jump out there without the proper, because if we know our history, right? Then I, I don't know if they do or not. If we know our history, you should have. We should have things in place as you make that step to run run for office to to counteract what was going to happen. Because it ain't new. It ain't like it just started happening with Bump and uh, Crump. You see what I'm saying? It, exactly. Exactly. So, so fellas, I think this is going to be a place where we're going to have to bring it to a close, but not uh, just for this particular conversation. Um, I think it, it would be honest, we could talk about, you know, community moral standards, um, as they say, till the cows come home. Um, and, and I think we would have more than enough to, to, to continue to talk about. And I think going forward, it's definitely going to be a part of our um it's going to be a part of our thread of our conversation going forward anyway. But I do want to bring this particular episode to a close um, and, and saying that um, everything that we have said um, has been of value. Um, and, and, and again, I want to thank um, Anchor for the opportunity to be able to, um, to, to host and uh, distribute our podcast. Um, Anchor has definitely been uh, a great avenue for us to move forward. So fellas, I think as we come to the close of today's session, um, as we always say, the one who brings this topic gets to close us out. And so brother Nick, you have been the um, the one who has brought the community moral standards to our forefront and you get to turn the lights off so we can close this episode out. So ball in your court, sir. Yes, sir, brother, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Go out and get, where do we go from here? Community of Chaos, Dr. Martin Luther King. Short read, maybe 200 pages, maybe a little more. And this is a book, if I've not said it before, I said now he, he wrote three weeks or a month before his death, his untimely death. And this was in his rare form, this where he pour out, pour out his feelings about our community. So, you know, 
our community, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, but don't let it beat you down. Don't let it have you a, a negative connotation over, over what we have to go, you know, forward with, you know. Let's be strong and let's be diligent in the uplift of our people. And that's it, man. That's God bless. Dr. Martin Luther King, that's 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 what we build building our community from. American descendants of slaves. That's our community. That's where the slogan came from. Thanks. Amen. God bless. Amen. Good luck.